once again, your child five years down the road, 10 years down the road more, when they start to really gain an understanding, he or she gains an understanding of life and, and you know, conceptualizing, you know, the, the concepts of life. You're going to look back and, and there's not going to be, you're going to reach in your cupboard and there's not going to be any racist syrup, right, for his or her pancakes. Is that conversation ever even going to come up? It, it's probably not. Maybe at some point in time, you're like, you know, back in when I was a kid, we had syrup and like, you know, so on and so forth. But your child's going to grow up in a more sterilized and more hopefully equalized society to where those things aren't even going to be an issue, right? It's not going to be a thing. Is that what you want? Don't, don't you think that's, that's the direction that you would want your child to not even have to think about that kind of inequality that, that exists in society? I mean, there's still going to be something. There's always going to be inequality. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, right. Uh, especially with class. You know, class inequality will always be there. They just divide us up in, into races oftentimes just to make it easier for them to segregate according to their will. But, I mean, don't you think it's going to be a, a a beneficial, more beneficial environment for your child to be able to not even have to think about this syrup that is, has racist connotations? The Cerebral. Entertainment Podcast. Hey, thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to remind you all to go to buyjack.com slash CEP to pick up all of your CEP network gear, including the new hoodies and coffee mugs representing all three of the shows on our network, including Crusher Cast, Raised on the Radio, and of course, the CEP. Also, head on over to truenutrition.com for all of your nutrition and supplement needs. And when you check out, be sure to use the code CEPN for a 5% discount on your total order. Now for this episode, Colt and I bring a cerebral chat that we titled, Different Times, Different Potatoes. During this episode, you will hear us discuss the etymology of some strange words, at least they're strange once you think about them, as well as the cancellation of Mr. Potato Head as we question how Barbie's pretty little head has missed the chopping block thus far. We also dive into the topic of racist pancake syrup and rice. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to keep those brains warm again, so without further introduction, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James and with me as always is my good friend Colt. Absolutely. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. Yeah? It's a terrible day outside, but inside it's cozy. It is a rainy, gloom, gloomy day. It's like, it's like the perfect day for a Sunday though, right? True. Gives you all the excuses in the world to just nap and stay inside and be lazy and yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Totally. The rain started last night. I was actually, it was, the timing was just right because I just got done grilling food and next thing you know, bam, downpour. Nice. What and kind so, of, uh, what were you grilling up? Burgers, dogs, brats, and Smokies. Not the little Smokies. I get these Smokies that are like, they're, they're hot dog sized, right? And they come in a package. Okay. I want to say it's Oscar Mayer brand. Um, and they're just delicious. They're quite so is good. It like a little smoky, but bigger. Like a big smoky. Uh huh. I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're they're a little. I don't know. They're a lot like them. I'll just say that. They're kind of a a hybrid between a hot dog and a little smoky, but they're the size of a hot dog. But they have a lot of the traits of a little smoky, like the flavor is, is leaning toward a little smoky. Um. The, the, the texture is kind of in between, you know, like the the consistency of it, the uh, the toughness even of the the meat mm -hmm. uh, kind of leans toward a, a little smoky. 
Gotcha. But also, it has a lot of hot dog in it, too. So, yeah, it's like a hot dog and a little smoky got together, and they made babies. And mm. They're really good, though. Nice. Very, very good. I enjoy nice. them. And you can, I can throw those bad boys in the microwave, heat them up, bam, they're good. Nice. Um, they're better on the grill, obviously. But they're just, it's, it's good meat, man. Yeah. It's good stuff for, yeah. for processed, uh, you know, horse meat, <laughs> which is what I assume that it is. I mean, is it like made out of hot dog stuff? Like, which is a mixture of a lot of things. I don't. I don't know for sure. To be honest with you, oh, you're supposed to read the packaging before I, you eat it. I usually do. Like, I I will only buy all beef hot dogs for myself. It's the only ones that I like. I don't like regular hot dogs. The all beef, I think they taste better, and I think they're cleaner. You know, as far as the the meat sources goes. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, little smokies. I don't think I've ever looked at to to see what the ingredients were. So I may, in fact, be eating like donkey. What? Okay, so a hot dog's made out of like a mixture of a lot of things, right? Most of the time, unless it's all beef, and then it's but, beef. But then it's beef, so why is it still called a hot dog? Well, why is a hot dog called a hot dog? I don't know. That's my it, question. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's another good... Another. I, I'm always interested in like the etymology of words like that, like uh-huh. where they come from. Uh-huh. A hot dog would be another good one. Yeah. Because I have no idea. It's a good question, though, and I've thought about it. And, and made you know references that it's not a dog and where the hot come from i mean i guess maybe the temperature was hot but the dog part i mean how did that happen yeah i mean like a hot pocket of course you know what that is it's hot and it's a pocket full of stuff sure a dog what yeah <laughs> what yeah i know i don't get it so I, I don't either but you know like i said the origin of those things is uh it always interests me yeah you know um just like the origin of the word restroom I was going to use your restroom earlier, and as I was going, I was like, it's a, it's a strange term, restroom. It's like I don't, just about anything I do in there, I'm not resting. You know, I'm doing something. There's not a lot of rest going on. Yeah. You know, the bedroom is more of a restroom. Am I right? Kind, yeah, kind of, but it's also like a, I guess the bathroom's kind of like a break from other stuff maybe so like you're taking a rest from doing the other things to go to the bathroom you're, you're taking a rest from from not taking a dump yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't so like know what you're saying is you're doing like legit work when you're in the bathroom is well, what you're saying I, I, either I'm, I'm actually going to the bathroom or i am taking a shower or i'm shaving or yeah something like that it, it's usually work involved in there you know to some degree but the term restroom i googled it of course my good friend google always comes in and saves the day when i don't know something and it says the term restroom derived from the fact that in the early 1900s through to the middle of the century upscale restaurants theaters and performing facilities would often have comfortable chairs or sofas located within or in a room directly adjacent to the actual toilet and sink facilities Um, so it's somewhere where they would go sit and and chill out and in fact rest Okay. My problem with it is you're resting right next to someone who's taking a big healthy dump. Kind of weird. Not okay. And no. and all kinds of nastiness going on in there. I mean, just like, you know, people going to the bathroom and just the, the sounds and smells. And it, it's I'd rather go rest somewhere else. But that's where the term restroom come from. So hmm. once again, the etymology of that term really, I don't know, just kind of, uh, it, it, get, it really piques my curiosity sometimes. I'll so hear a term. I was like, well, "Why do they call it? Why hot dog? Why restroom?" So, if yeah. you're being proper and true to the word, like it's not considered a bathroom if there's no bathtub in it. Well, that's a good point. 
Because, I mean, obviously the term bathroom, you know, that's that's an obvious term. Mm-hmm. If there is no bath in there, is it a shower room if there's only a shower? Or why is it not a toilet room? Because there's always a toilet in there, right? Didn't they used to call it a water closet? I think that sounds familiar, yeah. Of course, you know, back in the day you had the outhouse. That was also pretty obvious. It was... A house outside. A- out of the house, yeah. Uh-huh. I found another, as I was looking through this, though... I found another interesting little fact here, okay? Now, this guy was apparently granted, uh, he was the inventor of the flushing toilet, I believe. This guy's name, Thomas Crapper. No way. Yes way. No way. Thomas Crapper. Look it up. Look it up on Google. I didn't believe it myself. I thought we were joking here. Okay, Um, so does that... So is that where the term taking a crap came from? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. It's got to be, right? I don't know. Uh, no, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I can't believe this. It's, I mean, I, I even double researched it just to make sure. Um, is he on Instagram? <laughs> He's dead. Been dead for a long time, oh. Mr. Crapper. God rest his soul. Yeah, I mean, he he did a lot for... The generations to come. He had several patents, actually, and they were all related to, like, plumbing. And his last name was Crapper. I don't huh. know. So right now, I'm going to look for the word crap and where it come from. And I'm telling you, this is a veritable rabbit hole that just can go forever, looking for the origins of words. But apparently, the word crap is actually of Middle Eastern origin and predates the its application to bodily waste. It's most likely etymology. Uh, etymological origin it's most likely etymological origin is a combination of two older words the dutch crappen to pluck off cut off or separate and the old french crappe which is siftings waste or rejected matter from the medieval latin crappa hmm. so Learn yeah. something new every day interesting stuff right yeah so i just wanted to share my knowledge with the with the cerebral entertainment podcast regarding the Origins of restroom. I like it. And I, I wanted to carry on the legacy of Thomas Crapper himself. Because I think that he, where would we, you know, what would we do without him? Where would we be? We Probably pooping in a hole in the yard, <laughs> I would well, assume. At least through the the floor, a hole in the floor that would go to some, you know, under the house. And it, that's where it would rest, you know, and it would stink. So. Gotta love Thomas Crapper. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. He's our he's our uh, inventor of the day yeah. for today. But yeah, man, at any rate, you were looking through and, and doing your usual surveying of the social and newsworthy landscape. And you came across this potato head ordeal. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about what's going on with what was formerly known as Mr. Potato Head. I think it's just a the culture we're in and everything is offensive. And now we can't have we have to have a gender neutral potato head. And now is my question is is Toy Story going to be canceled? Hmm. They say Mr. Potato Head a lot and they have Mrs. Potato Head. That's true. But they have both. So, but there because there's not a middle potato head. There's an issue. They need a gender fluid potato head, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what this is all about, right? So are they just taking like 
are, are they just taking the name Mister off of it? What's where are we going with this? Are they are they giving Potato Head a revamping of some kind, or is it just simply the title of of the toy? As far as I know, it's the title of the toy. Do you have any indication as to where the origins of this came no. from? What, I, was there any kind of complaint or lawsuit or was there picketers? I don't know, but I could see, like, it's ha- Hasbro is the one that makes it, right? Probably. I think so. That sounds right. I could see this just being like one of those, let's get out ahead of this before anybody gets mad type of deal. Yeah. But it's like everything else. It's like you're gonna have your half that's mad because you're doing this, and then your half that's mad because you haven't done it before now. True. You know, and I don't. It doesn't really bother me, but it kind of bothers me a little bit that that people are offended by this. It's a toy. Let's talk about that for a minute, though. Why does it bother you? And I'm not casting judgment. I just mm-hmm. I'm just curious as to what causes us to have these opinions one way or the other, especially when we don't really have any like official stake in whatever's going on. It's like, I have no stake holdings whatsoever in Mr. Potato head, Mrs. Potato head or gender fluid potato head. It's like, honestly, I could care less, Mm -hmm. right? If I don't want the toy, then I'm not going to buy it for my children. Like if I don't think it's an appropriate toy and I let the market do what it does, you know, and if, if enough people don't want to buy the toy, then the toys are irrelevant at that point in time, so so who cares? I'm having a lot of trouble getting my words out right now. I don't know what the deal is, but it, <laughs> I just anyway. Um, so what what do you think? If you could kind of try and pinpoint why it is that you do kind of care about Mr. Potato Head, I don't think it's Mr. Potato Head itself. I think it's just that it where I get bothered is other people are getting bothered. So I'm getting bothered by other people being bothered about. <laughs> A toy. Yeah, I get it. So I guess it's just to me like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Should it matter to me that somebody else is bothered by this? Probably not. Right. But those people are going to say everybody should be bothered by this. Yeah. And I think that's where your bother definitely like is connected to my bother. It's when they want everybody else to, they kind of force it upon us, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's not just the fact that they don't want Potato Head to be called Mr. It's the fact that they want you to know that it's wrong to call him Mr. Mm-hmm. And I think just that forceful nature that, you know, that they try and put in our face is really kind of what rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, there still would be the other side who are going to fight to keep Mr. Potato Head as Mr., right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's there's probably just as much just as many people, if not more, on the other side saying, well, that's stupid. Keep Mr. Potato Head as Mr. Potato Head. There's no good reason to change it. It, It's not hurting anybody. Show me where on this Potato Head where Mr. Potato Head hurts you, right? It's it's not happening. It's not really affecting anyone. Mm -hmm. It's just affecting someone's sensibilities. And there's people out there that are constantly looking for something to to undo right they're, they're to attack in a way but they're they're looking for any kind of any signs of sexism uh racism uh you know any of the isms that are you know supposedly detrimental and let's be honest a lot, there have been a lot of things that needed some revamping although i gotta be honest to call the washington redskins football team um i didn't see that one coming yeah, that, that that was absolutely crazy, but once again, and here's here's another example. Do does it hurt me one way or the other that 
they are not the Redskins anymore. It doesn't. Affects me none. Does it bother me that someone was so adamant about it that they had to change their name? You know, I don't, I don't know. Not not really, but it makes me think. It's like, why? You know, of course, I, I think Redskins, I, I think that that term in particular was probably one of the one of the more uh, obvious examples of a, uh, a not so good term, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of a salty term because it's it, it was a, a a slur, you know, especially back in the day of what they called Native Americans, and so I can see them taking that down. I think it just comes; it, it, it's part of this big snowball, though, that just keeps going. Where I think we can pinpoint some, because now that I mention it. I think the Redskins, I, that, that was probably a good call. But Mr. Potato Head, you know, probably not. It, they probably spent so much money on just having to revamp mm-hmm. Potato Head. Right. And there's no, like, taking back the past, you know. I would like to know what the sales on Potato Head are. Like, do you, I mean, at one point that was, it was a very big toy. But I yeah. don't, didn't seem like it would be now, right? I wouldn't think so. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't even remember the last time I've seen, of course, I don't do TV, but I don't remember the last time I've even heard anything about Mr. Potato Head right. or, or Potato Head. Right. I don't know. I just, I, I just, I think a lot about like, is this, is this considered progress? Like something like that. Yeah. Or is it that, is Potato Head too minuscule for us to count as progress moving forward? I, I don't know that, it, I don't know that it is. And like I said, I, I could be completely over-exaggerating this. This I, I know that things are changing, but it might not be... It may have just been Hasbro's decision to do it and then asked when asked why, well, because we want to... You know, we don't want... We want it to be gender fluid or, you know, gender neutral or whatever to where we appease everyone or, you know, something like that. I don't, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Don't, but, don't you think it was probably a smart thing to do though because the people who don't care either way they're not going to care either way either they were going to buy potato head or they're not yeah but the people who might you know even subconsciously been like well i don't want to buy a mr potato head because that just you know classifies him as a mr part of the patriarchy you know the sexist potato here but now or even if it just never even came to their mind now Hasbro does this, and they're like, "Hey, we're taking the mist off that because we, you know, it could be offensive." Mm-hmm. So now it kind of like people it got their attention, right? You know, so they may have never even thought about buying a potato head, but now they are because of that step. So it could be a pretty smart marketing move, right? Yeah, I mean, do you think that other brands have done that on like? I can't say purposely because it was actually a backlash about it, but like the Aunt Jemima thing and the Uncle Ben's and all that that happened. Yeah. I guess that's probably close to a year ago now, right? Yeah. It was a while back. But, Seems like it. But yeah, I mean, do you think that they had any thought when they were changing things that this is a good marketing move? Or do you think it mattered? Well, for Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's, I think that was, once again, those were pretty blatant, like representations of of a bad era yeah right right and probably even worse than the redskins maybe i don't know maybe it depends on whether you're native american or african-american but um yeah they were pretty pretty harsh representations so i don't know if that would have been like classified under the same approach 
in my head as potato head because <laughs> because mr potato head really i mean that's there's there's no like slur there's no you had to, you have to dig pretty deep yeah to to think that that you know that's going to offend somebody anybody really right. i mean there are some people out there you're you know you're hardcore uh, feminist you know you're, you're super liberals um they're probably they've always got their radar looking for you know patriarchal terms and anything that might veer anywhere towards sexism or whatever um but you really got to dig deep on on Potato Head. Whereas the others, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, those were pretty obvious. So I think they were just like, oh, crap. You know, if they didn't get any backlash yet, I don't remember how that came about. Like if someone said, hey, we can't have these this syrup named after, a, you know, um, after Aunt Jemima. Um, or if, it, if the company just said, you know what, this is like, I can see the what's going on in the world today. We got to change this shits up because otherwise somebody is going to say that we're, we have racist syrup. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be worth it. I'm not sure how that came about, but I don't think that was necessarily like, like I said, that that couldn't be the same thing as a marketing ploy. I think that was more of a, more of a, you know, stopgap, more of a putting a fire out or like putting it out before it actually burned the house down. I mean, are other toys exploiting feminism or, or anything like that, like Barbie and stuff like that. Or should are they going to have to change? Are they going to have to go away because of like you know what I mean? Like it, it's full on exploiting women. Look, and I'm, you can take the clothes off of them, and you know all this kinds of stuff. Like yeah. how how are they? You know, it's it's all a matter of like kids. Like I I don't know if these people that are rioting or complaining about this kind of stuff are really looking at it from, uh, okay, this is my kid. I don't want them growing up in a world where this is, you know, this is a thing or where we have a Mr. Potato Head because that shows this and we don't want that. We want everything to be straight down the middle, you know, and and all that kind of stuff. I I think that's all part of this, but I don't know how deep it goes. And I don't know how deep it, like with toys, like who would have ever thought they would have an issue with Potato Head? Yeah. You know, so now like a bigger name, like a Barbie or something like that, is are they going to find something with that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just curious. I think Barbie is a much easier target than Potato Head. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barbie, obviously, and this has been a conversation for a long time. She's obviously like uh, a good representation of um, uh, like unrealistic expectations for women. I mean, she's got the perfect figure, mm-hmm. um, even though she doesn't have you know, any, like, like all the anatomy per se, but the boobs are like, you know, nicely formed or her body's nicely proportioned, always good looking hair. You know, she's, she's Barbie. And, uh, that's what little girls to this day love to play with have for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and kind of like idealizing this ideal model of what a woman looks like. And as far as I know, I mean, I haven't heard anything like in the news about her being touched yet mm-hmm. by, you know, the, the movement, the liberals um, wanting to tear that down. Much easier target than Potato Head. Much easier target. But I don't know. I I, I wonder how long it's going to last. You know, how long, how much longer that she can maintain her dominance mm-hmm. in the uh, the little girl toy section. Um, like I said, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Right. What do you do? Yeah, I don't know. It's just 
with me having a baby on the way now, I think I've, and you know, they always say that you think about things differently. You, you know, you look at things differently, all this kind of stuff. And I've kind of started to see that I do because it's, you're not really thinking about just the future of yourself or just the future of the, the world around you. But now you're thinking of the future of a being that you're bringing into this life and what their, how their life is going to, yeah you know, be impacted by the things that are happening now. And I don't know, I'm just kind of picking and choosing my battles on, I, I try to be laid back and not to worry about too much as far as like getting worried about things or, um, getting upset because other people upset or upset about these kind of things. But there's also some things where I sit back and I'm like, I don't, why, what are we, why are we doing this? Uh-huh. Like why, like it, I, I don't want my kid to look at things like that, like be so hardcore on things that do they really matter? You know, that that's the bit that's probably the biggest thing for me right now is looking at things like to me, I already think that doesn't really matter. But now I'm gonna bring a kid in the world that's gonna look at these things and like, oh well, we need to be like hardcore on it on things that why why is this important? Why yeah. does this really matter? And I understand the equality aspect of it. And I understand mm-hmm. that people feel like we aren't being heard because there are things out that like potato head that are publicizing male and female and all this other stuff and not like your people who are identifying as different than that. And I'm not saying anything bad about those people by any means. It's just a matter of, I don't, we're, we're fighting the battle the wrong way. It seems like to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a point I was, I was trying to make earlier, um, I kind of squirreled off, but you know, there's like you were saying, there's, there's at least half or even more of the people who, who don't care or who care about the opposite of, this the side that's wanting to change Mr. Potato Head to Potato Head, right? So you got the two kind of the two uh, uh, left versus right, whatever sides. Um, but right now, it could be a very small, small minority of people who are offended, and the offended people carry the most weight, right? All the marginalized groups, um, and, and some of them, you know, I don't know. It, it's not my call to try and determine whether or not their their uh, their battle that they're that they're facing for equality and. I don't know about the legitimacy of, of it. You know, I, I have to assume that I don't want anybody to be marginalized. And if they are, um, I guess I have to take them for the word that it's affecting their life in a negative way. And so we should try and, and correct that somehow. How significant is a toy? Probably not very. You know, and I don't imagine when your child is born and you raise this child and you're looking back on, on things later down the road and you're like talking about the legend of the potato head you know it's not going to happen it's not going to carry any significance mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like a slow like process of a change that i don't know it's it's, it's just part of the landscape change you know it, it's the, something like that's not making really big waves even the more blatant ones i think like aunt jemima uncle ben the uh, washington redskins you know 10 years from now it, nothing's going to be that much different, like directly related to that, right? It's there's it's not going to set things off into a new trajectory where now we can finally hit this this utopia that we've all been you know wanting to to reach together as a human race and hold right. hands like, and sing kumbaya. It's like yeah, you can do these 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 things here and there, but it's not like changing the full landscape of everything. Like it's not changing the whole. The whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I think that as you, time will tell for sure. But I think when we look back, if we do put the pieces together 
I think you're going to see that making these changes probably helped, right? It, it's like you might not be able to like build you a new house, but you can read, you, you don't want the same decorations up, right? If you're making some kind of a life change or whatever, you take the old pictures down, you put up the new ones, you know, and so you want that to represent the future. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're redecorating, I think, in, in a way. But so, I, so it's not it's not like I don't want my. This isn't my personal point of view. This is just throwing this out there. But it's like I'm. It's not that I don't want my kid to grow up. Hang on, how do I want to put this? I don't know. Come back to me. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I I had I had it and then it went away. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Oh. I can't. I can't really put it in a way that I'm gonna. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, but we are kind of sterilizing things, but you know what, in, for a lot of the intents and purposes of this, we should be, you know, like I said, I, I agree with non-racist pancake syrup, you know, um, I don't think that there was any super malicious, like devious, you know, strategy from whoever made Aunt Jemima in the first place to, you know, to really make this a symbol for inequality and, and to bring up the terrible past of, that we had in the country and in a lot of parts of the world when it comes to slavery and things like that. It, but it is it does signal and it reminds us of that, and people are making money off of it. You know, and I don't think they're making money off of it because it was, you know, Aunt Jemima, an actual statue of her that is the bottle and you pour it out of her, the top of her head. Right. I think the syrup was good. And so take away what's bad, keep bringing us the good syrup, and I think you're going to be just fine. And I, I think that's okay. I think that's good. I think that did they did they before you went, go on? Did they change the name of Aunt Jemima syrup, or is it still called Aunt Jemima without the face on it? Honestly, I have no idea. I, uh, okay. I would I would imagine they they changed the whole thing. You would have thought. I was just curious. I didn't know. I don't even know. I can't even say for sure that they're still making syrup. I don't. Well, they know. might not be. But the, but let's let's think about this because you brought up the child. You know, once again, your child. Five years down the road, ten years down the road, more when they start to really gain an understanding, he or she gains an understanding of life and and you know conceptualizing you know the the concepts of life. You're gonna look back and and there's not gonna be you're gonna reach in your cupboard and there's not gonna be any racist syrup right for his or her pancakes. Is that conversation ever even gonna come up? It, it's probably not. Maybe at some point in time you're like you know back in when I was a kid we had syrup and like you know so on and so forth. But your child's going to grow up in a more sterilized and more hopefully equalized society to where those things aren't even going to be an issue, right? It's not going to be a thing. Is that what you want? Don't, don't you think that's, that's the direction that you would want your child to not even have to think about that kind of inequality that, that exists in society? I mean, there's still going to be something. There's always going to be inequality. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, right. Uh, especially with class. You know, class inequality will always be there. They just divide us up in, into races oftentimes just to make it easier for them to segregate according to their will. But, I mean, don't you think it's going to be a, a a beneficial, more beneficial environment for your child to be able to not even have to think about this syrup that is, has racist connotations? Don't you, th don't you think it, we're going in the right direction? Uh, yeah, that? I get that. But then again, I also, I, I mean, me growing up, never thought about that with aunt jemima either true you know what i mean like mm -hmm. the, syrup, the syrup was there and hey guess what it's called aunt jemima yeah. i don't know what that means yeah and should i have known what that means maybe maybe they should have taught me that in school i don't know yeah. but i didn't and i don't think it affected my life affected my life and could we have moved forward 
and that same thing happened to everybody else. I don't know. Yeah. It, so I, I guess I could consider it progress, yes, if you're looking at it in that light, but I don't think it had to be done, okay. I guess I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And you have, and I'm going to throw out a term here that's often uh, uh, highly overused in my opinion and sometimes misused term, but we had the privilege of not having to look at that and, and even know any of the history behind it. Like, I had no idea what uh, was the the connotation behind the Aunt Jemima syrup. You know, it never even occurred to me ever right. until until it happened. But that's because I didn't have the 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 history, you know, yeah, sure. the cultural history of of what that that represented. So I would wonder, you know, uh, if it did negatively affect people, um, African Americans in general, who uh, would look at that and be like, well, you know, that's just a slap in the face, you know. And probably undoubtedly some rich company, probably white owned, were the ones that, you know, made the syrup in the first place. Making a making a name, maybe not, but I don't know for sure, but probably. And so I just wonder if they thought that was a slap in the face, even though it wasn't a big enough thing to like maybe march in protest for. Just like, you know, there's a, they, you know, African-Americans, a lot of people, Native Americans, they carry a lot of generational trauma that happened, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. We can say, well, you know, it's not that bad anymore. You know, you don't have, you know, you haven't been slaves for, you know, this many years, so on and so forth. It's not that easy, you know. That's 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 a very uh, unfair and, and very oversimplified way to look at things because the generations after after slavery was in it, the slavery ended, but then all the, the civil rights inequality was, you know, just as bad in, in a lot of ways for for that uh, community. And so they just haven't been given a chance to kind of heal those wounds uh, enough to get, to get beyond that. So is syrup a slap in the face that just kind of puts a little more salt in those wounds through the generations? I don't know. I don't know. But I do, I do think that it's worth taking Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben off the shelves. If if it is in in any way, shape or form harmful to people. Yeah. I guess my, the issue I had with it in the beginning was that like, what's the, like, how do you, was, was Aunt Jemima being on a syrup bottle or being a syrup bottle, like, was that a negative thing origin like, originally or what, or it kind of depends on how you look at it, right? Like, could that be a positive thing? Like, could they be using Aunt Jemima as a positive message somehow or, or like putting, putting it in a positive light versus the way they look at it? Like, like you said, I, how does syrup a, a negative thing for like using the using that person as a mm-hmm. the marketing tool for a syrup. How is that a negative thing? Yeah. Could it be positive? I don't. I'm not sure. Hmm. And I. I mean, it's not like I haven't really seen marketing for Aunt Jemima that talks about Aunt Jemima herself, right? Yeah. Maybe in the beginning, maybe back years and years ago when it first started, maybe there was a reason why they called it Aunt Jemima, and they this is how they portrayed it. And maybe it just, you know, moved on through years and years and years, and they got away from that marketing, and now it was just like, oh well, it's just still called Aunt Jemima. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know what I would have to research it. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, and I shouldn't be because maybe there's videos or commercials or something from back in the day that really is racist now. I don't know. Probably, but that was just about everything back then. True. You know. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, you bring up a good point. It, see, the, the thing is, it, it's, it's hard. I don't want to sound like I'm justifying it because I'm totally not. But they're, they're, th- things were different back then. Mm-hmm. It's like even if you weren't racist, I think this has been a, this is actually kind of like what's been brought to light as a problem is that we didn't, we weren't sensitive to those things, you know? So a characterization of, of say Aunt Jemima, um, it might have been in a sense, and I say this, you know, with almost cringing, but it might have come from a place of, of an innocent characterization of, you know, a, a true to life type of person or a person that actually existed, right. you know, mm-hmm. it was just a characterization. Maybe this particular lady made fantastic syrup, you know, or she was probably a fantastic cook. And there were a lot of, you know, uncle Ben, probably the same type of uh, situation. So um, at the end of the day though, it was it was it malicious and was it purposefully harmful? Maybe not, but what are the, the actual like consequences of it for people. I don't know, but I, I just know either way it doesn't make me any difference whether or not they have, you know, yeah, I mean, a I, racist, you know, you said, syrup. you said that it was, it was a different time. People can't get away with saying that anymore. I know, you know, yeah. and I've, I've caught myself saying it. And then in describing situations or trying to explain my point of view on things, I've still said that it was a different time back then. And, and it's on anything. It's like, you know, especially like comedy. You know, it was a different time when you could have a George Carlin and a Richard Pryor on stage telling their thoughts, whether they were whether it was racist or not. They didn't care. It was just yeah. the way, you know, things were looked at. And I, I wonder where people getting offended by those things and just didn't say anything. Or was it they just, just how they looked at things? Yeah. You know, it was just a part of this is what something that happens. People mm-hmm. talk about things, you know. And real things, and it's your, but I still, I want progression and I want people to not be offended. Um, but I also want people like to not have a, have a reason to be offended. You know, I want, I want a life where people don't have to worry about being offended by things or, you know, their culture being attacked or racism or sexism or anything like that. Of course, I don't want any of those things. Yeah. You know, uh, but, like the probably the couple of generations above us aren't aren't ever going to understand that. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like me and you are pretty close to having the same thought process on most things, but we do differ on a lot of things too. But like above us is like it, it if like people who are still alive that are older than us, it the deeper you go into that, the more people are not going to agree with a lot of things that are happening right now yeah. because of times were different back then. Right. Things were different back then. Yep. And that's the excuse. It's I, Yeah. But it's excuse. That's a loose term there because it's really, I get it. It's a reason it's not a justification. I want to make sure that I express yeah, that, you sure. know, yeah. uh, very clearly, but it wasn't just that it was acceptable. It was the perception of everyone made it more acceptable you know it wasn't just that there was no no voice yet it's like the the awareness of of i guess the the true significance or the true harm that's caused by a lot of these things didn't even exist yet yeah. I mean, in, in a sense right i mean it existed people were being harmed all the time don't get me wrong there was very overt racism and, and very overt sexism and things like that that was that was very harmful um 
but for like a lot of like the characterizations of things. And I was thinking about three stooges, you know, they used to have that cook in, um, in the kitchen sometimes who was African American. He was like, he very stereotypical, um, like an uncle Ben type of character. Mm -hmm. And he was very funny and people just thought it was funny because he was playing a character but I could see that being canceled now because he was, he was characterizing, you know, something from uh, you know, the past that was very negative, you know, and, and very, once again, stereotypical of, of you know, the, the culture back then, which was overtly racist. And, but it, but it, I don't, you know, it, I don't think they did it for the reason to be racist. I don't think yeah. some, some writers for the three, the three Stooges say, hey, let's get together and make this skit because it's going to be so funny. It's so racist. You're not going to believe it. We're going to knock their socks off. I think it was just a characterization that was inherently racist because that's just how things were. Mm -hmm. and, and you didn't know. I actually saw a post not too long ago on, on Facebook um, that said if, if you were born, I think it you know, said two or three generations before, might have been one that might have been four or five, but if you were born then, you'd have probably been racist too. It's just how it was. <laughs> I mean, it's just how it was, right? It, but, but, they, but, they, but they also like they didn't really consider it racism, though, yeah. Right? Like right. the word racism, what we would call it now, they don't really consider it that back then. And that's that's a good point too, because I'm not saying that everyone would have been racist. Again, once again, definitely not justifying it, but like the way that we define racism now mm -hmm. because it's such there's such a there's just a lot that that falls under that term now right. as far as racism mm -hmm. yeah everyone was racist back then as far as the definition of, of how we use racism now so yeah. most definitely but you know it it's just i think that once the awareness began to like turn light bulbs on in people's heads that that's when everybody started to wake up and i think if they weren't affected by things like syrup or rice or football teams before since it was brought to light now they're going to be and it's like and i mean hey. I, I guess i guess it's not a bad thing for like i mean any I mean, especially because major brands are being affected by the this kind of stuff like hasbro is a big brand you know a, a major brand like um was who makes aunt jemima it's not their own brand, right? It's a different. But anyways, I don't know. Like major major companies in the game that people all know are getting affected by this stuff. Maybe that's not a bad thing because now all brands across the world are going to be looking at how they market everything that they have. Yeah. And maybe it it, it may take deep research to find to find things, but People are out there looking for things. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing that deep research to try to find, try to tie this to this to this to get your stuff off the shelves because I don't like it. And I think especially big brands are having to do that now. They're researching everything that they have. How do we market this? Is this tied to anything at all? And do we need to change it? Yeah. You know, and is that a bad thing? I, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money to be. To have having to throw around to to change formats and change the marketing and all that kind of stuff, but if to progress, maybe that needed to be done. I don't, well, I don't know. And at the end of the day, that's on them. That's their money and their profits. Um, but I see what you're saying, and it's smart mm -hmm. because you want to try to neutralize any any potential for any backlash down the road. You know, so when you're if you're a new up and coming brand of some kind, you're going to be very careful. You're going to do the research 
and do a lot of thinking and hopefully have some people who go out there and look for things that are offensive, right? The ones who are finding potato head mm-hmm. saying, you know what? I don't think we should we should uh, have a mister in front of that because that's a patriarchal term and yada, yada. Um, if I'm an up-and-coming company, I'm looking for that stuff. because I'm going to sterilize the the product, the name, right. you know, the branding mm-hmm. to make sure I reach as many people as possible. I don't want to piss anybody off and have people picketing outside my my window for sure. But even if not that, I want as many people to buy. And so in order to do that, I've got to reach for as much of the consumer base as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very wise move. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, once again, I think that the people who don't really care or, or aren't affected by things like patriarchal terms and, and racial connotation, um, they're going to buy your product if they want to and they're not going to if they don't, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to steer your marketing toward people who, like might get offended who would get offended and you want to make sure that you don't offend them because mm-hmm. they're the ones that would be sitting on the fence if you put a mister in front of a, a potato head then they're not, they're not going to buy your product now right and so once again you just kind of got to play out to the consumer base yeah it just makes you wonder like in 20 30 years what marketing is going to look like is everything going to go like really bland and just hey here's the the name of this on a bottle and that's it. Like we're, you know, to where we're just trying to stay out of trouble everywhere. And now, you know, if it's a Budweiser, it's just a can that says Budweiser on it. Like that's it. You know, there are people out there who are like animal rights activists. They don't want you to use animals names. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. how dare you call yourself the Philadelphia Eagles or the St. Louis Cardinals or, you know, Mm -hmm. a a Los Angeles Ram, you, you know, quit marginalizing (laughs) a Ram. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. But you're right. It's like, where does it stop? Yeah. It's like, do we have to completely sterilize everything to where it's got to stop somewhere? It's, I, I think when it comes to, I think we're on the right track with, you know, the Native American stuff and, and definitely the African American stuff where it's racist and, and where we're, we're profiting by, by we. I'm not saying me because I'm definitely not profiting off of anything like that. But um, where people are profiting off of the use of a likeness or characterization of a marginalized group, especially if that characterization is a, a reminder of just how negative that, you know, that thing was. Yeah. Um, but we've got to be, I, th- I think we're on the right track there. We've got to be careful about the slippery slope, though. Let's not take it too far. You know, use your fucking common sense, you know, use your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everything is offensive. And if everything offends you, then you're the one that needs to go hide in a cave and, and you don't need to, like, we shouldn't have to sterilize everything to the extent that it's only a name on a bottle. Right. 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 You know, I just, it, at the end of the day, though, to be honest with you, I, I mentioned this probably maybe a little too often, but you know, let the market do its job too. If you think something is not right, or if you don't like the connotation, if you don't like the packaging, if you don't like the characterization, don't buy it. Tell your friends and family not to buy it and tell them why. Um, I don't even care if you make a social media post and do that, you know, but I think the way that people come about it, kind of like what you said earlier, I think the way they come about it rubs people the wrong way. You know, even people who would otherwise, I think you and me both, I think we talk to me about it. And if you got a good point, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. Right. Um, and I, I will continue to have an open mind like that. 
But if you come like a jackass, you know, and you're screaming and yelling and, and trying to force people, your ideas onto people in ways that some of the videos I see on social media just piss me off. Yeah. It just pissed me off. The, the way that some people approach in protests and things like that. It's like they, they'll touch you, but as soon as you touch them, you know, they, they want to scream, mm -hmm. you know, assault or whatever. Um, and that's probably a minority of people, but those are the kind of videos that get all the, right, of the views. Of course. Right. And so when you see that, it's, you got to be careful about putting like everybody in the same box. But let the market do its job. If you don't like something, don't buy it and, and, and tell other people not to buy it and tell them why. And if that company, when that company realizes that they're not making money because of A, B, and C, that's really where they're going to be compelled to make changes, you know? But isn't that kind of what happened? Like with HMIMA and Uncle Ben's? Like where, what forced them to change? So, so what you're saying is let the market do its job as far as like sales go, like Mm -hmm. it is if if you can get the word out there enough people will stop buying it then they may take it off the shelves because they're not selling it yeah or change it change the packaging or whatever yeah. okay so so is that what happened with Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's maybe I don't know okay yeah I don't know okay. I, I'm just saying that that's that's really the natural flow of in, in an ideal setting ideal terms that would be you know what would happen um, anytime there's any kind of a a you know uh, offensive or anything inappropriate or, or harmful uh, unless it's like immediately harmful obviously you know if if the syrup has uh strychnine in it obviously you got to take it off the shelves right, right. immediately harmful if, if if the the packaging itself is causing riots and it's causing mayhem take it off the shelf immediately um which i don't care once again i think they did that they did good by taking it off the shelves i, I think that's a, i think it's a good move but um just letting the market kind of do its job and if you don't like something don't buy it Instead of, I don't know, once again, the way people come at it, they, they, they make a stink and they want to force their, their stuff on you instead of presenting you with the ideas. Uh, and once again, I, I'm generalizing here because a lot, I think a lot of people are getting really good about being able to present these ideas because I'm listening and my mind is being changed all the time about things, things that I was just ignorant to and, and unaware of before um, or things that might, have, that might have rubbed me the wrong way previously. Now I'm like, yeah, I see that point. Because it was presented to me in in the in a correct way, mm -hmm. and not just thrown in my face, and and I'm I'm being told I'm a racist because I'm white, right? Or or that you know I don't uh, I deserve punishment or whatever, but just because of how I was born, it's like well that's that's just the the same coin, it's a different side of the same coin there, right? You know it's it's we're supposed to be like trying to figure out how to equalize, not how to. Um, overtake i guess yeah not how to flip the the tables flip the script so but some people that's how they think equalizing comes about mm -hmm. or is right it's like i've got to knock you down a peg or two because of this to where we are equal to where you realize that you know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah they, they their way of thinking they're making things equal and my way of thinking they're making things equal are two different things yeah totally yeah and I don't know, getting back to the child, you know, what kind of world do we want our children to grow up in? I've got, you know, a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old now. And it, it's it's pretty, it was pretty amazing. And, and this could be, I'm going to ask you a question here, um, if, if I can develop it correctly. But it, it was pretty amazing to see and to continue to see how my kids don't even notice the differences in people. Like, not really. Yeah. It's like, I never even heard... Uh, 
my kids talk about someone of a different color until I mean, they were, you know, Kayla, when, when she first said it, she was probably, I don't know, maybe 10. So just a couple of years ago is when I noticed that she actually noticed that there was a, a skin color difference. I thought that was, that was cool. I, I liked that just that it wasn't a deal. Right. Mm-hmm. But I did hear somebody the other day, or I actually read it, I believe where they said, you know, we're not trying to seek color blindness. Like that's that's not the goal. The goal is you know to, to acceptance of the differences, and I totally agree with that too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can see that. So I was just kind of wondering if you had any opinion on. Do Do you think it's better that we don't even notice like differences, whether it be skin color or cultural or whatever? And we don't. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that wall's blue and that wall's gray. It's just it's just how it is. We don't even really pay attention to it. You know, it, it has as much significance as hair color. It's like, yeah, that person has blonde hair. That person has brown hair. It's like we don't even really like it doesn't like strike us. Like right now, if you see someone who is in like traditional African type of garb and they're walking through Walmart here in town, you they're going to stick out, right? Because that's not something we see here in this part of the of the country, right? Um, this part of our state. If you're in a, in a different place, like in a city, it's probably pretty normal, right? So, do you think it's better that we it's more normalized for the children's sake, for for your your child coming up, for my children, that they don't even notice the difference, or just that we you know see that person they do stick out and we talk about those differences oh man that's a hard hard question really right yeah it was um, on the spot it makes sense i it makes sense equality wise that you would want to just not really see a difference you just yeah okay you're you know you're black i'm white so what mm-hmm. that don't mean you know um but that, yeah that that's tough i i don't i don't be, I guess you would have to get so far in the future to where for things to be comfortable to where you don't have to explain the why anymore. Yeah. Like you don't like I think it's important to know the cultural dif- cultural differences and stuff like that. But I think the further in the 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 closer we get to equality and get to where we don't really see people differently, then the less we're going to have to explain what the cultural differences were in the past, like good or bad yeah. either way. Right. Because at that point we all, everybody just kind of looks at each other like color doesn't matter. Yeah. Race doesn't matter. It, uh, you know, what male or now the male or female part gets a little tricky because you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I don't know. That, I, that's a hard personally, personally, you know, I, I agree. I think the male or female is the, the more trickier subject, which I, I don't disparage anyone for, for what they do, for who they want to be, whatever. I, I just like the differences myself. Right? I, I like I like male and female differences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what I'm comfortable with. That's what I'm used to. That's what I want for me, you know. And it, anyway, but I can see, like, I think what you're talking about down the road as far as race and culture is concerned is integration, like, cause you say further down the future, we're going to be able to, to do that because we're going to be more comfortable with each other. I think integration is going to be a, a major player in that. And I think you're absolutely correct because I see in the future and a lot of futurists, I think, see it the same way is there's really not going to be such stark racial differences because there is going to be so much interracial, um, you know, sex there are going to be a lot of you know interracial relationships yeah, um, right breeding i guess we're going to cross paths more and more 
matter of fact, and I don't have the numbers, so I, I just in, in passing mention that there is, I've read something about how like Caucasian white, white people, um, obviously I think they're not going to be a, a minority or a majority anymore um, in the country. I want to say in the next 10 years, something like that. Um, but I, I read something else that said it's not even really going to be like a thing like down the road, right? There's not going to be like this pure white or pure black or pure anything, you know, the, the further into the future we go, it's just going to be this integration mm-hmm. uh, of, of a race. And that's kind of neat to me. That, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with that. Um, I don't mind my whiteness at all. I make fun of it. And, and I also, you know, and there's things that I like about it. a lot of things I like, you know, I wish I didn't sunburn so badly, you know, but that's actually just my skin tone. I'm fine with the way that I was, I was raised in my culture and things like that. You know, there's some things I, you know, obviously wish we could change, but I think that goes with any culture, but I think it's kind of just a, a neat idea that, you know, down the, in the future, if, you know, we, we make it into the future and don't blow ourselves up with a nuclear bomb or something. Uh, I think it's a, it's a neat idea, a, a fantastic concept that we're just going to like integrate into this, you know, the human race, mm-hmm. right? Right. There's not going to be these stark differences. Right. And of course, the reason for the stark differences before was the separation. And there's not much separation in the world nowadays. It's like I could get on a plane tomorrow and be in China by, you know, just a matter of hours. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or anywhere else in the world. And so that, that separation is no longer really the, the only separation issues we have now is wh- how we separate ourselves. Um, just by choice, I guess, mm-hmm. which, you know, but time's going to, time's going to change that yeah. o- over time. You know, things are going to happen in the world, whether it be natural disaster, economic collapse, uh, and it may be good stuff too. So, some good things where, you know, people will integrate into super cities where technology is just like, you know, uh, makes life enriched and so much better in, in so many ways. And so there'll be this, this migration to these super cities and people will thrive there and the economics and the health of people will just, you know, flourish. Um, so I think that, you know, once again, people, the separation is going to decrease mm-hmm. over time and you, you may have pockets here and there of, you know, resistance right. to the integration of, of, of cultures and races. But for the most part, it's going to be like this one big, huge conglomeration of just people. Which I'm kind of surprised hasn't really happened yet. Like, I mean, I'm sure something like that definitely takes time, like a lot of time. Yeah, but, a lot. But I don't know. I guess I, I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of curious. But it seems like every chat that we do now, somehow I can pull like a Black Mirror episode out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've just been sitting here thinking while you've been talking about like different things, like the whole Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's thing. Like there, there was a Black Mirror episode a season or two ago where uh, it was, it was, like they had a contact in their eye that like showed them all, you know, different things, almost like a computer screen in your eye and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, it could be a black mirror episode where they're like, you, it's like a contact or something like that, but it kind of, you see things the way that you want to see things. So like, even if you walk into a store and you have an aunt Jemima bottle there, but you know, that's considered racist that that contact shows you it in a different way or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just spitballing ideas that black mirror can steal from me and make millions of dollars off right i like it (laughs) i like i would like to have some more i love those conversations just futuristic conversations about what could be and black mirror is on point for that but 
there's some other people out there, some futurists who like to just concentrate and focus on, you know, possibilities for the future and the kind of technologies and just the ideas that might come about. That's pretty interesting stuff mm -hmm. to me. And so I, would, I definitely wouldn't mind having some future conversations regarding that. So keep uh, keep spitballing ideas and, you know, maybe uh, maybe Black Mirror will buy some from you, actually. Think? Even if they just give you a little bit. I mean, I, I'd take a throw little me, bit. Throw me a bone, man. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just give me something, please. Right? <laughs> I'm begging you now. <laughs> I'll take these cheeseburgers. Just give me something. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, yeah, good talk. Absolutely. And uh, new setup with the chairs. I'm loving it. So I do like it. I do too. It's comfortable, and mm -hmm. I like the swivel. I, it's just laid back, man. Mm -hmm. It's nice because usually you're more, you know, you got to be all up at the table and making sure that you're leaning forward and playing with the stuff on the, the buttons and the, the mixers. Mm -hmm. Now, this is good. I like it. So, yeah, for sure. All right, man. All right. Thanks again to all of you out there in Cerebral Land. Oh, yeah, that's you, the CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth feels like Thomas Crapper did when he improved the flushing toilet for us. So don't forget to tell your friends and fam about the great variety that you hear right here on the CEP. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you consume your podcast to keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity. Also on that note, when you go to Apple Podcasts, it would help us immensely if you would give us a five-star rating while you're there to show your love for the CEP. And speaking of love, we love it when you give us all of your love on the socials. So go give us your love on the socials and be sure to visit the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And of course, if you need to contact us, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Don't forget to pick up your official CEP network merch at bijack.com slash CEP. And so get online and get your CEP network gear today. That's all I've got, folks. So until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours warm out there. See ya.